2: Again, we are here. All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air live, but you can always podcast this, you know, download this uh uh show, this link, and put it on your podcast or your show or your website. And it's it's all good. Especially the weather in the city of Chicago. It's beautiful. They say the weather people, I was listening, I was listening to the weather people yesterday. Actually, My son and I, we were listening to the weather uh, uh, forecast yesterday, uh, a little while after I had done the show, and every one of them stations were saying that it was going to rain, it was going to rain, it was going to pour down, it was going to just do everything, it's a work day, it's a work week, you're going to get drenched. It never happened. It never happened. It is a beautiful day, it's sunshiny. It makes you want to say, "I hope summer never ends." But once again, our meteorologists, our the people who are supposed to know, with all the technology at their hands, they cannot get this right. And they they will they will mention it. They will say, uh, "We we escaped, or oh, it didn't happen, or oh, we were lucky, lucky my ass, escaped my ass." You got it wrong. Period. And they always getting it wrong. A lot of people, they got up this morning expecting that they were going to be heading out to work, and it was going to be a lot of heavy rainfall, actually. Heavy rainfall because of what the, what they heard on uh, television, on the newscast, the weathercast, the meteorologists. Remember when they were called weathermen? they call themselves by the fancy names of meteorologists now they can't get anything right i mean this was i think a few years ago this was on the nightly news saying that uh the united states had the worst uh record when it came to predicting the weather <laughs> that uh the meteorologists in uh america were always wrong they could never ever get it right Then you have one station in the city of Chicago calling themselves the most accurate weather report, the most accurate weather. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Whoever thought of that, they know that's bullshit because these people can't get it right for nothing. And what gets me, what what humors me is hearing their excuses for being wrong. They're not going to take the blame for being wrong. They're going to blame it on them. On the power Doppler or on the flow of the wind or whatever. They're gonna blame it on something else. They're not gonna blame it, that they got it wrong, which they did get it wrong. Now, I'm not saying that it didn't rain in some parts of Chicago, it may have. The way these people uh, report the weather is as if it's going to rain. All over the damn city, and you're gonna get drenched wet, wet if you don't go, uh, if you don't listen to them. If you, you know, and they always seem like they're trying to help you get make it through your day. When they should focus on making through the, an accurate weather forecast. It did not rain, folks. It may have not rained in other parts of Chicago, and that, and a lot of these Chicago weathermen, they talk about the suburbs. They talk about other parts of the state and my thing is you are a forecaster for the city of chicago i mean the suburbs they have their own meteorologists let them report what's going on in uh you know wheeling illinois or Evanston, illinois or you should focus on the weather in chicago you can't get it right in chicago so you're going to say, well, and a lot of stations affiliate affiliate uh, the surrounding suburbs to also being Chicago, and I think that's a bunch of bull also. Anyway, uh, it did not rain. It did not pour down raining as as they were telling us last night. It didn't happen. It's a beautiful day, and I'm going to say again, uh, get out there and enjoy the weather. Enjoy it. Enjoy it because winter is. Coming, winter is coming. Um, get out there and enjoy it. Do anything. I mean, walk. I mean, walk, run, jog. Get out there with family. Get out there by yourself uh, and enjoy it. Take it all in, because it's because in a few months, a couple of months, we're going to be wearing big coats, combat boots, and wading through ten inches of snow. Get there, while you can matter what your age, I mean, if you're able to walk, if you <laughs> get out there and uh, uh, enjoy the weather, you know, enjoy it. Give yourself something to remember when, when ice is uh, accumulating on your window, whether it's your car or, your, or inside your house or your apartment. Uh, go out and enjoy the weather. It's beautiful. And, and uh, remember that it came first from the George Wilder Jr. show. All right. Uh, we are broadcasting out of the city of Chicago. We've always been broadcasting here, and we love it. We love it, no matter what you hear on the news. Uh, yeah, we had some shootings over the weekend. That's a problem for the entire Chicago, just not just the police, because I do think some of the police are just in. But, and I do think that a lot of the uh, parents are, are, should take some parenting classes. Uh, I mean, if you want to blame the shootings, the massacres in Chicago almost every weekend, blame it on uh, uh, the police department not being able to find a strategy or plans to bring crime down. Also, blame it on the mayor, blame it on the governor, who also seem to not have any plans on how to curb violence. But they know one thing they do not want in the city of Chicago to bring crime down. They do not want the National Guard, and and I've been touting the National Guard on this show for a long time to quell some of this violence because the police, they're not doing it. The mayor is not doing it. The governor is not doing it, and these people are all over the television. Say, we don't want the National Guard. No, they're not giving, giving their weak-ass excuses, dumb excuses for not putting the National Guard in some of these high-crime neighborhoods. And a lot of the people aren't going to buy it. A lot of those folks in those high-crime neighborhoods, they would welcome, welcome the National Guard with open arms if they can keep those folks alive. Not putting the National Guard over in some of these areas where the police cannot do anything or will not do anything is a crime in itself. The more... uh, The more there is no National Guard in these high crime areas, the more crime is going to happen. People are going to die every day. The lives that could have been saved if they had help, like the National Guard. The reason why the mayor and the governor, they don't want the National Guard, because it'll make them look bad, as if they can't solve the crime in their own city or their own state. And they can't. So they're going to get their weak asses, and I hope— Folks, I hope you vote these creeps out because they don't know anything about solving crime. They don't know anything about uh, uh, protecting the people of the city and this state. They don't want the National Guard. Who the hell to say that they don't – who are they to say not to put the National Guard over here in some of these high-crime areas where crime is constantly, constantly being committed? Who are they? Do they think – They're better than we are because we say we want the National Guard? Do they think they are smarter than we are because we are looking at this from a standpoint where saving lives and protecting the people of the state and protecting the people of Chicago? This is what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at to compete with the mayor or the governor uh, when it comes to the National Guard because these people are furious. Furious. They are furious. they they crazy in the head about not saving more lives. The National Guard would be there to save lives, not to show up the mayor, not to show up the governor. They're there to save the lives of the people in those communities. And for these jackasses to get on television and say they do not want the National Guard, who the hell are they? Are they smarter than the rest of us who want the National Guard over there to stop some of these shootings? Are they smarter than us? No. They're not. They're just ordinary assholes who happen to be in public office with wilted and jaded ideas. No ideas, actually. No strategy. This is why people are constantly dying over here in in, in these neighborhoods. These assholes are, both of these assholes are running for office again. And they're trying to get your vote. I'm saying do not vote for these incompetent people. Do not vote these incompetent people back in office. Vote them out. Vote blue. Uh, get rid of Rahm Emanuel. He doesn't know the first thing about crime. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to why these – there's a lot of reasons to why high. there's high crime in – In a lot of these areas in the city of Chicago. I mean, you can blame every. You can put you can put the finger on the police. You can put the finger on parenting. You can put the finger on the lack of opportunities in some of these communities. You can put the finger on gangbanging. You can put the finger on on not being able to reach these young people before they uh, go over to the side of the gangbangers. You can point the finger everywhere. To why this is happening but the main thing the main um objective is to stop crime so bad parenting is causing it so a lack of police presence in the community is causing it you can say many causes as, as you want but the bottom line is we got to get the crime down and the politicians one of one of the criteria of their job is to keep uh the citizens of their state and their city safe. And these assholes are not doing it and not putting the national guard in these communities to save lives is wrong. Is wrong because the police can't do it. They can't do it. They don't have any ideas, suggestions. They don't have no strategies. They don't have anything. And when good people like you, me and the rest of the world say, Hey, wow, why don't you put this national guard over there? Stop some of this shit, and it will. Crime will uh, decrease if you put the guard over there in some of these high crime neighborhoods, whether it's in Chicago or anywhere. uh, uh, That's what they're for. Use them. Use them. That's what they're for. That they are for emergencies. This is a uh, an emergency. This is a hell of a fight. Emergency. We don't need Donald Trump. Donald Trump is proved to be unhinged, unstable. A traitor, a thug, someone who doesn't like America. We don't need Donald Trump. Anybody who suggests Donald Trump should be voted out immediately. What we need, uh, Illinois needs to take care of its own uh, uh, people. Chicago needs to take care of its own people, and they're not doing it. These assholes don't want the National Guard. I, I You know, By not having the National Guard or some heavy, heavy, heavy force over here in these neighborhoods beside police working overtime, beside police who do not have the experience to uh, quell crime in these high, high crime neighborhoods, there's going to be more more shootings. There's going to be more killings. So police can't be everywhere on every corner all the time, which... (laughs) <laughs> they should be. Hiring more police, giving police uh, double duty, overtime, and all of this kind of thing is not going to stop the crime. You're going to have worn out police, tired, and and the shootings will still go on. I don't care if you hire 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 more police officers and stuff them over in these areas and give them all the overtime. In the world, it's not going to stop the shooters who want to shoot. They will shoot police officers. And no matter how many police officers you hire or put over here in these high crime areas, unless you got a plan, unless you got some strategy, unless you got some uh, fresh ideas on trying to stop this this carnage on, regardless of how many police you hire, or how many police you tell that uh, do overtime, double shifts, and all of this stuff. what do you? How do you think a police officer is going to react who is overweight, out of shape, never done this before, never been in this kind of predicament, predicament before, in a high-crime area where guys and girls love to shoot— the police would be uh, easy pickings for them. So until we get uh, a new mayor, a new governor with some new ideas, it doesn't have to be the National Guard, but just somebody with some ideas, some strategies to get this crime down. Right now, it is the National Guard. Without that, crime will continue, continue on in some of these High crime communities in the city of Chicago and people would die. When you have 70 or 80 people getting shot every weekend and the police uh, can't seem to do nothing, can't seem to come up with any strategy, get their asses on television, and one thing they will say, they do not want the National Guard. This has been happening for years and years and years and years. Every weekend, we don't want the National Guard. People dying in the streets can't go to the store can't go to we don't want the national guard and that's what the national guard is there for emergencies like the one in like the ones that are in chicago when it pertain, pertaining to shootings now i haven't said anything about gun control i'm talking about saving lives here folks saving lives in the city of chicago it seems that the mayor, I mean, and, and the governor, do not want to save lives. Oh, they'll bitch and talk around the question of they want to save lives. If you want to save lives, show show it, prove it, prove it by putting, by having a plan, by having a strategy. If you have a plan and a strategy that doesn't include the National Guard, I'm I'm all for it. We're all for it. But if you ain't got a plan, you don't have a strategy, you don't have any ideas on on how to bring down crime. You can't do it. It's overwhelming. Call in the National guard. Call in the National guard. And I think people on some of these uh, in some of these uh, high- crime neighborhoods should be bitching and yelling about the police department. The, the mayor the governor to bring the national guard in their community if there's shooting every night if there's killings sh- every night and this has been going on for years months and weeks and every weekend something has to change and what i do believe has to change is the mayor and the governor and the superintendent of police Folks, when you watch these people on television, don't fall for it. Look at the carnage in your neighborhood. Look at the st- statistics of violence in the city of Chicago. Look at how long these assholes been in office and how long they've done nothing. When it comes to uh, – especially when it comes to solving uh, – uh, stopping the shootings in the city of Chicago. They've done absolutely nothing. And then they're going to be so adamant talking about no National Guard. They should never put down the National Guard. As I've just got through saying, if you don't want the National Guard, then come up with some plans, some strategies, some new ideas to stop people from dying in this city. Come up with some new strategies. Some pl- they can't. They don't have any plans. Every fucking plan that they've had has failed. And I've said yesterday on the show, New York, Los Angeles combined have a lesser crime problem than Chicago. Why isn't Chicago looking at their strategies or their plans or other uh, cities around America who have less, less, maybe no crime? How, How are they doing it? How are they doing it? Copy that. Emulate that. What's so hard about that? Emulate that. Figure out what they're doing. Otherwise, bring in the National Guard. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I say it again, folks. Bring in the National Guard in the city of Chicago because these clowns cannot – and I call them clowns because that's what they are because they're refusing – to save lives lives in the city of Chicago by not bringing in the national guard, the police can't do it the national guard uh, uh i think they're in better shape to do this i mean i have no i have no uh issue uh the police but some but a lot of the police personnel are out of shape uh the national guard i believe is more in shape. You know, a lot of the police officers are, are, you know, I don't know if they go to the gym or not. I don't know. I don't know if that's a mandatory uh or a requisition to go to the gym every and, and work out. You know, so I don't know. But I'm not saying that that is going to hinder their police uh police work. It might. It might. We need the National Guard in the city of Chicago if not then come up with some plans and strategies viable plans and strategy, strategy to to keep people live alive in this city young people that's those are the people who are being shot down young people teenagers <laughs> but still in all teenagers not funny but teenagers uh are it's not the adults it's not the um uh, Intelligent people, uh, and I'm not saying teenagers are not intelligent. But if you have a gun in your hand, you're shooting everybody, shooting up everything. You're not intelligent. Chicago needs a national guard, and I don't give a damn what my, uh, uh, these uh, um, Emmanuel and uh, uh, Bruce Rauner say. For these guys, <laughs> for these guys uh, uh, campaigning and want their and want to retain their jobs. They should, they should be, you know, fighting to get the National Guard here because they want to get votes. They want to get votes. But I can tell you this. They're both out. I mean, with the blue wave, there's no way uh, Rauner is going to get it, no matter how much he tries to slime J.B. Pritzker. He is not going to get it. Rahm Emanuel, this is his last fucking term as mayor in the city of Chicago. He's weak. On just about everything. But he loves the beautification of the city. He loves to get the tourists here. Tourists are not going to want to come if they feel as if they may be gunned down in the middle of the street. As I've said before, I mean, if they don't want the national card, then come up with something else. Come up with a plan. Come up with a viable plan that's going to keep people uh Alive in the city of Chicago, come up with something that's going to bring down the crime in the city of Chicago. And I'm not, and I'm talking about saving lives, not just plain old rhetoric that no one can use.
3: I wouldn't normally address this. As a journalist, I don't really like being the story here. But because of how important it is for each of us to stand up for what is right and what is decent, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel starting right now. So President Trump is on vacation this week at his golf resort in New Jersey. But he is not taking any time off from Twitter. And apparently from watching me on CNN, which he denies, by the way. I know this because he has tweeted a nasty, hateful swipe at me and Lebron James that we've been discussing here. You probably read about it or saw it somewhere. I sat down with the NBA great for a primetime exclusive. That was last week after Lebron had just opened his I Promise school for 240 at risk, third and fourth graders. And during our conversation, Lebron said this. You know, we, we are in a position right now in America, more importantly, where this whole this race thing is, is, is taking over. You know, and, and um, because, one, because I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. For him to, um, like I said, use sports to kind of divide us is something I can't, I can't sit back and not, and not say nothing. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. You would never? You didn't want no. to talk to him? No. I'll sit across from Barack, though. I'm sure that got him. So as we know, President Trump doesn't like anyone to disagree with him or to criticize him. So he tweeted this late on Friday night. He said, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. Well, unlike this president who lashes out wildly at anyone who criticizes him, I have pretty thick skin. And LeBron James, in addition to being a brilliant black man, a superstar in his sport and a hero to his community, is taking the high road, which is exactly where he belongs. So since this president, since he spews so many insults so often, the president has called a lot of people stupid. Some of those people are white. But I would just like to note that referring to African Americans as dumb, remember this is America, referring to African Americans as dumb is one of the oldest canards of America's racist past and present that black people are of inferior intelligence. And pretty much anyone and everyone in this country reacted. Here's what Dan Rather tweeted. He said, I'd much rather live in a world reflecting the values, philanthropy, and, yes, intelligence of LeBron James and Don Lemon's intelligent commitment to truth and journalism than the vice-peevish lies and narrow self-interest displayed by the President of the United States. This tweet from, thank you, Mr. Rather, by the way. This tweet is from Barbara Streisand. Why isn't Trump more concerned with the wildfires wreaking havoc across the country or the many critical decisions facing the President of the United States instead of insulting LeBron James on Twitter? Why is he constantly projecting onto others what he knows about himself? Ohio Governor John Kasich, a Republican who is no fan of the President, writing, rather than criticizing at King James, we should be celebrating him for his charity work and efforts to help kids. By the way, all around he's better than Michael Jordan. That's a fact. Well, even Michael Jordan's weighing in, congratulating LeBron for, his, for the work he is doing for his local community. But maybe CNN commentator Keith Boykin, listen to this, summed it up the best with this tweet. In Trump's world, Obama, Kenyon. LeBron James, dumb. Don Lemon, dumb. Maxine Waters, low IQ. Black countries, shitholes. Black athletes, SOBs. Black tenants, unwelcome. Black workers, lazy. Central Park Five, guilty. Mexicans, rapists. Muslims, terrorists. Indians, fake. Nazis, wait for it, very fine people. Notice the pattern this president constantly denigrates people of color and women too congressman Maxine Waters his new favorite target
4: Maxine Waters a very low IQ individual Maxine Waters a low IQ individual she is a low IQ individual Maxine Waters I said it the other day Hi. I mean, honestly, she's somewhere in the mid-60s. Maxine Waters. Very low IQ. Low IQ.
3: But then again, this is the same man who for years tried to deny the legitimacy of America's first black president by questioning over and over and over whether Barack Obama was born in this country.
5: I want him to show his birth
4: certificate. I want him to show his birth certificate. There's something on that birth certificate that he doesn't like. Oh, my
5: God.
4: I brought it up just routinely, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, a lot of facts are emerging, and I'm starting to wonder myself whether or not he was born in this country. So I would like to have him show his birth certificate. And can I be honest with you? I hope he can, because if he can't, If he can't, and if he wasn't born in this country, which is a real possibility, if he doesn't, it's one of the greatest scams in the history of politics.
3: And black athletes who kneel during the national anthem as a form of protest against racism and police brutality, well, they get this disrespect.
4: Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a off the field right now, out, he's
5: fired.
3: This week marks the one-year anniversary of that violent and deadly white nationalist rally in Charlottesville. The one where angry white racists carried torches and shouted anti-Semitic slogans including including, Jews will not replace us. The one where Heather Heyer, a 32-year-old young lady, was killed by a bigot who intentionally drove his car through a crowd a crowd that was there to fight against the hate. But this is how this president famously characterized
4: that. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. The cross burnings
3: are tiki torches. They're white hoods replaced by no hoods and khaki pants these are the very fine people in the president's eyes and yes let us not mince words let me not mince words here this president traffics in racism and is fueled by bullying from keeping children at the border in cages to bullying journalists at every one of his rallies and every chance he gets president trump is trying to divide and a divide and conquer strategy here and here's how it goes he divides by race and tries to conquer decency by smearing and besmirching the truth and the people who fight to uphold it. I've wondered sometimes, you've seen Chris and I, I've wondered if he is if he will succeed. If the if President Trump, who has his finger on the he's the one who has his finger on the pulse of this country. Is he revealing who we really are? Think about that. Is this who we really are? The overwhelmingly negative response though to his unfair and unkind attack on a good man, LeBron James, shows that America rejects what he is peddling. Most of America anyway, not all of America. But what about the impact his policies have on those without a platform through sports like LeBron or through media like me? What about those who don't have a voice? What is his presidency doing to them the kids separated from their parents at the border, the kids who don't have the chance to attend LeBron school or any halfway decent school, the parents who can't honestly, you can't honestly tell their children to be proud of the president of the United States, the people of color who are attacked by their fellow citizens who feel emboldened to be publicly racist because the president is. Will the country stand up for them? We, the decent and truly patriotic people who really love America and believe in its greatness, have to. Because clearly, Donald Trump won't.
5: Whee! What a joke!
4: Great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today, and what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer.
0: Donald Trump shocked even his harshest critics with his submission to Vladimir Putin this week, likely including my next guest. And joining me now for your moment of Maxine, Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. Congresswoman, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Welcome. So were you, I think much of the country was surprised to actually see Donald Trump in action with Vladimir Putin and how submissive he was in public. What did you make of what what happened in Helsinki?
6: Well, I'm not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, I have for months uh, been trying to tell the American public and everybody else that this president is dangerous, uh, that he's in bed with Putin. Uh, Someone said he wants to be like him, whatever. He will never, never condemn him uh, because of the relationship that they have. This didn't just start. This started a long time uh, before he was ever elected. Don't forget. This president cannot borrow money in the United States from any bank. This president is looking at Russia for his new money financial playground. He and all of his allies that I have told you are the Kremlin clan, have been involved with Russia. When you name them and you think about them, why is it Manafort, Flynn, Wilbur Ross, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, all of his allies have connections with Russia, the Kremlin, and the oligarchs. This has been going on because this is their new money playground uh, that they want to develop. And the centerpiece of this is lifting the sanctions. I would wish people would focus on the sanctions. I think that's the agreement uh, that Putin had with this president in order to help him get elected. This president, I believe, has promised him that once he was elected, he would get those sanctions lifted. And you're going to watch. He's going to continue to try, because Putin is saying to him, when is it going to happen? So he has a private meeting with him. We know what they talked about. I think I know what they talked about. They talked about lifting the sanctions. They talked about the upcoming elections. Uh, They talked about uh, all of the things that they could not talk about uh, in an email or on the phone. He had to go. Uh, and meet with him in private so that he could talk about what he's going to do to follow through with what, what I believe is his yeah. commitment sanctions. to get those sanctions, sanctions. lifted. Don't forget, when Tillerson the was yeah. there, Tillerson was there to help get the sanctions lifted. He just couldn't put up with this president. He found this president to be so outrageous uh, that he ended up leaving, but he came to be a part of helping to get these sanctions lifted. It's worth trillions of dollars. Everybody will make some money. If he can get this done right now, Putin's hands are tied. He cannot get the equipment or the supplies that he needs to do the work because our allies are cooperating with us. So I'm not surprised about what happened in Helsinki. I'm not surprised about the private meeting. I'm not surprised about this president standing up for Putin. As a matter of fact, I think he is Putin's apprentice. He's wow. been under his tutelage for a long time now, and he intends to get it done. And the American people are sitting idly by. And the Republican Party should be ashamed uh, that they're allowing this to happen. Uh, they have no guts. They have no courage. They're not standing up for America. I dare them to talk about how patriotic they are. Uh, given of what they're allowing this president to do. Now they're all going to send out press releases saying, "Uh, we don't want you to invite Putin. Well, he's going to invite him unless The Congress of the United States and the Republicans really take some serious action. How many of the Republicans are saying, I won't come to the White House. I'm going to be outside demonstrating. How many of them saying, don't invite me to any dinner. You better not have a state dinner. How many are saying that they're just saying you shouldn't and we don't want you to do it. But I want to tell you, if they don't take strong action to keep him from bringing him here, he's going to bring him here, and that will be another Another straw in his hat that he can point to and say, see, Mr. Putin, I'm moving this forward, what we talked about, what we're going to do. I'm going to get this done. And forget about what he did uh, with North Korea. Uh, That's just a an effort to say that I'm doing this with both countries, and that's just an effort to say that, see, I'm trying to create peace and relationships in different ways. But the fact of the matter is his focus is on Russia and lifting those sanctions. And you're going to see him continue to try it, because he has an agreement that he cannot get out of. When people want to know what does Putin have on the president of the United States, is this agreement. Where the president promised he was going to get the sanctions lifted, and Putin is going to hold him to it. Let me. Add, you know, you mentioned Carter Page, uh, Congresswoman, and here is the uh,
0: the FISA warrant, which was released in unprecedented fashion by the FBI. Uh, we have it this morning, and uh, folks are reading through it. Um, what do you think that this, the release of this document, does to the credibility of the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes?
6: Well, you know. First of all, they've got to understand that he was put under surveillance because of the actions that he was taking, not only that caused suspicion, but I think it was deemed uh, that he basically was going to be used to spy. Uh, He's not considered to be very smart, uh, not considered to be uh, very, uh, you know, capable of uh, not of resisting, rather, uh, the Russians. And so I think that Nunes and all of them are looking very silly. I think that they should be ashamed uh, that they would— in any way undermine the FBI and the FBI's work to try to protect this country from our enemy, which this president says he's not our enemy. He's just a competitor. He keeps going on like that. But the fact of the matter is uh, that Nunes and any others who have tried to undermine them to say that Somehow they were unfair. Somehow they were using their power uh, to interfere with the life of this man who already had been identified basically as someone who was in the grips of uh, of Russia. Congressman Maxine Waters
0: never one to mince words. Thank you,
6: Maxine Waters.
2: everybody is okay everybody is uh safe and but but i do know a lot of people have lost their homes uh, their possessions everything and um uh, that's sad but uh as i've said before i mean if you're young you're i mean you know uh semi young a little older you can always get those things again if, if if possible especially if you had insurance on your house but i i none of this is is um uh, to uh, try to make make it right or anything like that, make it right. Fire is dangerous. I mean, I want to uh, uh, majority. Of the, I didn't hear of too many casualties during this. Uh, California is one of California's, from what I'm hearing, the press one of the worst in the history of uh, the state. Hoping everybody there is safe and. Uh, uh, I feel so sad. I, I mean, the show feels really bad about the fires. We don't send out, send our uh, wishes and prayers and all that kind of thing. And uh, if you're in the vicinity, help out, uh, help out in, uh, in California anyway with, you know, work, effort, uh, money, you know, help them out, you know, help people. That's what America is all about, despite Donald Trump. That is what America is all about, helping each other, helping each other when uh, one of the – our people are in trouble. We come to their aid. That's what we do. And um, that's what it's all about. It's, it's helping other people. And I've always said, if you can't help somebody better themselves or better their lives, what are we here for? I know there's people out there who would who try to take you down or take you out because they feel that you may have made something out of yourself and they haven't made a damn thing of themselves you got people like that, but there's great people in the world. There's wonderful, beautiful people in the world. Uh, all they ever do is lend a hand and and they, may, and they may be millionaires and billionaires and then there's maybe people who don't have two cents to rub together who are out there uh, helping each other uh, helping the people of California, helping people out. Because I'll, I'll say it again, if you can't help someone out, if you can't be a friend, if you can't be um, there when people need you, what are you good for? Um, So, um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, no matter where you are in the world, if you can lend a hand in California to try to help some of these folks rebuild, that would be so great. That would be so wonderful. And you don't always have to have money, believe me. You can you can send a thank you note. You can email somebody who's feeling down and hurt because they've lost everything. You can always lend a helping hand in that way, giving up your time. That's a good way to say I'm here to help, you know, because um, this fire, from what I've been seeing, uh, clips of it and reading about it and stuff like that, it was – it is – it is, it devastating. I'm hearing now that the uh, firefighters and the first responders they have a they kind of have it under control is what I'm hearing. But uh, you know totally after the fact because a lot of people have lost their homes and I'm you know the the, um, count is going up and the last fire uh, that California had a lot of people lost their homes and And I always say, it doesn't matter who you are, no matter what you have, how old you are, black, white, green, or yellow, poor, indifferent, whatever, middle class, at some point, we can all lose our homes. We can all end up homeless without a place to go, without anybody to call, without no one being there to help. You're just on your own. Anybody anywhere can lose everything that they've accumulated over uh, their lives. It can happen to any one of us. And if it happens to you, if it happens to me, if it happens to those folks, we, we would want someone to help us. So if it hasn't happened to you, help someone who it has happened to. We're here to help. You know, give a hand. It doesn't always have to be money. It could be, it could be, in the range of just making someone laugh, making someone proud, making someone uh, feel as if they're wanted or, or they're about something. Because a lot of people, when they lose everything they've had, they feel as though their life, their lives are over. And you there to, and you there to say, hey, wow, your life is not over. Your life is not over. Rebuild, reconstitute. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what America's is all about, despite the guy we have in the White House. That is what life is all about. Okay? All right. Our blessings and prayers go out to California. Get well. Get back on your feet. We're all rooting for you here in Chicago and around the world. All righty. Okay. Um, Omarosa secretly recorded Trump and played the audio – For people, Uh, you know, I've heard about that. I've been hearing about that. That she was once working. She's an African American. She once worked in a White House for Trump until he got sick of her, sick and tired of her, and kicked her out. So now she's wrote a book called Unhinged. You know, (laughs) did she really have to write a book to tell us that Trump is unhinged? We all knew it. But you know, Omarosa, she's like you know any some other. Like any other woman, sometimes they just want attention and she's writing the book for attention. She wants to be a star. She wants to be a player in this. Uh, uh, You know, her book about being unhinged. I don't know. You know, tell all book and I don't know how it's doing. I I really don't know. Um, But anyway, she she uh, secretly recorded Donald Trump. Talking about what? Him yelling and screaming and being totally uh, outrageous? Is that what she recorded? Or did she record something that will help his impeachment along the way? Help his impeachment down the line? Did she record something to that effect? We don't know. We don't know. It might. The recording that she's allegedly has recorded of Trump, uh, the tape, it may not be anything. It may not be anything we can use. We don't want to hear him yelling and screaming. That ain't going to get him out of office. Did he say something or do something that Mueller can lock him up for? Did he? Beside the Russia investigation? <laughs> we have yet to, to hear that. You know, see that she said, well, I, I recorded Trump. All right. He's unhinged. Yeah, but uh, can it be used in a court of law to hang Trump? We don't know that yet. She just said, I'm pretty sure it's going to be played in the public, but just just because uh, Michael Cohen's tape of uh, Donald Trump was played in the public. So uh, if she recorded Donald Trump and have him on tape, it's, whether it's good or bad, uh, that can lead to his impeachment or not. Eventually, at some point, sometime the media is going to Play it uh, so the whole wide world can hear it. Just as just as I've said, just as they did, uh, Michael Cohen, and who has everybody is thinking now Michael Cohen flipped on Donald Trump, and he did, he did. Donald Trump is pissed. <laughs> he's calling he's calling his former lawyer, his former fixer, a liar, a liar. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio, folks. We Okay, there is something else I'm looking at here. It says, deadline looms for violence against women. Oh, man. I mean, these people in in Congress, the Republicans, they're just taking away everything. Violence against women. Uh, uh, it's illegal for violence, and it, this is going to prevail. Okay, Congress has until September to renew the landmark legislation violence against women. You know. But like I said, if, if they don't uh, uh, renew this, if they don't renew this violence against women act, Republicans, and they probably won't. They, they're, they're killing everything else. So they're prob- they probably won't. Democrats, once they get in, and the blue wave, once they get in uh, Congress, they can, uh, they can uh, uh, renew this. Republicans are just killing their votes with everybody. It, women, uh, young people, uh, veterans, you name it, seniors, they're killing, their, they're killing their chances with everybody. I guess they figure that Russia is going to help them win. And it might. It could. Or they figure that a lot of people are going to stay home and not vote. That could happen. Or they figure that they may are going to continue to be in office. Yeah, but they have turned so many people against them. Even there, there are so many people who voted for Donald Trump and supported Donald Trump, saying that they have regrets because his policies are – Negatively affecting them. A lot of people are losing their jobs. Farmers are 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 up are being upended because of these stupid tariffs. Is going out, and he is. He's going to make sure he's going to do as much damage as he can when he walks out the door or walks into prison. He's going to make sure he's done as much damage as he could to America. And I think that's what happened. What's happening. I said again, I've said it for weeks and months, I don't think Donald Trump can survive. I do think that the walls are closing in on him. The walls are closing in on him, and he's too stubborn to resign. Congress is too stubborn, to corrupt, to impeach him. And there's no doubt about it, the walls are closing in on Donald Trump.
7: It really is, uh, John Hileman, it's breathtaking. We're used to the lying, but on something this big, perhaps the most important part of this entire investigation, everything you heard from every White House representative there was a lie. And Donald Trump admitted this weekend they were all lying. What are the consequences of this?
1: Well, I don't know what the consequences are, but I know that it's an indication that uh, that that the, some folks here are not just in serious trouble, but now recognize they're in serious trouble. And I think if you ask the question, Joe, you know, last week we watched as Donald Trump went went further, deeper uh, into the realm of like public obstruction of justice when he started attacking uh, the Mueller probe, started suggesting that that the attorney general should shut it down. We now have a pretty clear explanation for why that is, which is that the president now is looking at uh, the Manafort trial, starting to focus on Rick Gates. Starting to focus on some of the things that perhaps Michael Cohen has told investigators about this meeting, about what might have led up to it, about who might have known what about it in advance, about what the president's role might have been, about what Donald Jr.'s role certainly was. We already have a lot of email trail on that, and as the president has started to recognize and we used all the various metaphors, but walls closing in, and the facts, that the, the actual facts, are starting to become closer and closer to the surface, and corroborating witnesses are starting to either come forward or be, appear to about to be come forward. The president is uh, in, in the exact 180 degree opposite uh, to what his statement in the tweet says, as, as Mika suggested just a second ago. You know, if he's up and tweeting about how he's not concerned about Donald Trump Jr., he's concerned about Donald Trump Jr., he's, con- he's concerned
7: about Donald Trump Jr. And Phil Rucker, uh, he's, he's concerned that uh, Donald Trump Jr. may have stumbled into some illegal territory on his own. Also, obviously, he's got to be concerned by the fact that, again, it's co- going to be coming out, not only whether it's in the Manafort trial or somewhere else, that it's obvious that meeting from the very beginning was to get information from foreign nationals, in this case the Russians, which is yeah. a crime. They can run around people... Lawyers arguing on collusion's not a crime clear anybody knows a ranking congressman like I was in my first year understood you can't get an in kind contribution from you know mullahs in Iran or Vladimir Putin in Russia
8: that's right Joe and the president is concerned he's anxious he's fearful uh, about where this is all headed his legal team is focused on that Trump Tower meeting as they have been For some time. That is a key uh, moment in the Mueller investigation. But our reporting, uh, despite what the president tweeted in response to it, very much is that he's worried about Don Jr. He's expressed that worry to the people that he's been talking to uh, on the phone. He's been privately brooding over this, uh, sort of uh, feeling very uneasy uh, that Mueller seems to be inching closer and closer. Uh, to the Oval Office, to the people in the president's circle, and that's why you've seen him, uh, the president, lashing out on Twitter, lashing out at these campaign rallies, tearing into the media, uh, tweeting about the witch hunt more and more and more, tweeting about Robert Mueller by name more and more and more. That's how he's uh, channeling all of that frustration and fear.
0: You know, it's important to keep reviewing the facts, especially as the president and others try and muddle them on Twitter. The New Yorker's Adam Davidson lays out the facts about which there is no dispute at all, that the president's son and top advisors knowingly met with individuals connected to the Russian government, hoping to obtain dirt on their political opponent that documents stolen from the Democratic National Committee and members of the Clinton campaign were later used in an overt effort to sway the election these are facts that when the Trump Tower meeting was uncovered the president instructed his son and staff to lie about the meeting and told them precisely which lies to use and that the president is attempting to end the investigation into this meeting and other instances of attempted collusion between his campaign staff and representatives of the Russian government and uh, Joe the president all along saying no collusion no collusion
7: yeah well I mean no collu- that means nothing he might as well be saying no wiffle ball tournaments in the backyard I mean if there's conspiracy uh, that's that's a crime if there's a conspiracy to get information from a foreign national, uh, anything of worth, that's a crime. Mike Barnicle, uh, he can run around saying no collusion all he wants. It, you know, maybe, maybe it's a conspiracy, uh, again, uh, to collude with a foreign national, uh, to get something, anything of value. That's a crime. But again, in this case, as we said about Watergate, as everybody says about it, it seems every political scandal, at the end of the day, it may not be the crime. It may be the cover-up to the crime that does the most damage. And we have all of this in broad daylight. Donald Trump has been lying through his teeth about everything, but about this meeting specifically from the very beginning. Yeah. Well, Joe, that's, that's the, point, the principal point of danger for Mr. Trump right now, post-meeting. What happened after post-meeting? And we know for a fact, F-A-C-T, fact, that he sat on Air Force One and helped prepare a false statement, and Richard, uh, this just further enmeshes him into uh, not collusion but a conspiracy.
1: Yeah, because again, harkening back to Watergate, it's always it's both what you do and then what you do about what you did. So now we have the the pretty clear evidence that this meeting took place and when you read the law it never says that money has to change hands it could be a contribution of any sort so you've got the meeting and then you've got now the attempt to essentially hide what actually the purpose of the meeting and what happened at the meeting so you've got it coming and going and I think this I think we've actually entered now a very different realm uh, because we're no longer speculating now we actually have people essentially admitting what, what the happened? President. The people, yeah, the people being in this case the president of mm-hmm. the United States, in word on Twitter admitting what happened.
7: And, and you know, uh, Richard brings up a great point, Mika. It doesn't have to be cash. It doesn't have to be an exchange of cash for something of value. Whenever somebody would do a fish, a fish fry for me yeah. in Northwest Florida, I had to write down how much everything was worth. I right. Napkins, cups, fish. Everything, uh, barbecue—it's the same thing. Anything of value—that's called an in-kind contribution—and the law has always looked at that just as seriously as they've looked at, uh, you know, as they've looked at, at, at money exchanging hands. And in this case, getting this kind of dirt, attempting to get this type of dirt uh, from, and, and to coordinate the release of that dirt against an opponent. Boy, that's worth a, 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 couple, of, uh, a couple of fish. Uh, that's worth a ton of money.
0: We'll get a sense of how this is playing on Capitol Hill from Casey Hun in just a moment, but first, Eddie Cloud, let's go out to 20,000, 30,000 feet. I said I would assume that you'd be talking to your students a lot this fall about where the truth is going in the age of Trump, because every day...
2: I can tell you where it's going. It's going nowhere. That's where it's going. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about this Violence Against Women Act is about to expire. Okay, the Violence Against Women Act, which directs the national response to crimes of domestic violence, sexual assault, dating violence, and stalking, will expire at the end of September if lawmakers do not act fast. And we know that the Republicans do not have much to say when it comes to women. Even the women Republicans they might vote against this. If it I'm going to be I'm going to say uh something that the late Barbara Bush said um uh, before she passed away. She said she cuz she didn't like Trump. She did not like Trump. Uh, and she couldn't understand why women would vote and vote for and support Trump. She just didn't understand it. I don't None of us understand it. Maybe it has, I don't know. I mean, it's like a woman being beaten half to death every night by some guy she lives with, but yet she constantly goes back to this guy. You know, so Violence Against the Women Act, which directs, directs uh, the national response of crimes of domestic violence, which I am an advocate against for uh, sexual account, sexual assault, and it happens every day to women. Sexual assault, dating violence, and date, dating violence and stalking. I mean, a lot of these women out here prostituting. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these young girls out here prostituting. They're p- picking up strangers, and then you know they don't never know who's gonna they're picking up and taking to a room or something all of a sudden the guy hauls off and starts you know kicking their butts, you know, so that's dating violence and stalking. A lot of women are dressed so provocative, so tight up in their butts uh that a lot of unhinged men start to follow them, and they are protected under this act from all of that to keep that kind of thing from not happening or keep it at a minimum. But now if the Republicans in Congress do not act on this legislation, it will end. And by this act ending, there will be more domestic violence, more sexual assaults and dating violence and stalking Because the Republicans just don't give a damn. Remember, the Republicans are trying to end everything for women. The Republicans want to not literally be in the bedrooms, tell them things about their own bodies. These white, old white men in Congress and in the Senate think they know more about a woman's body than a woman knows about her body. They think they know more about that woman's body than the doctor of that woman knows about her body. Ain't that a isn't that a damn shame? Excuse me. Isn't that a damn shame? These Republicans and they and and they want to end women's health as, as I speak. They do. They do. So um in late July, the House Democrats de, – de, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied here. In late July, House Democrats introduced a measure to reauthorize the Violence Against Women, Women's Act, or VAWA. Then House lawmakers went on recess. When they return September 4th, they will have only a few weeks before the law expires. Remember, Republicans control everything. Democrats can introduce it, Democrats can come up with something, but it's going to take a majority of the Republicans to get to, to renew this violence on on women and we know now Republicans are trying to do everything to up in women's health. There there's there's no doubt about that, but this is really really bad and uh that they're waiting until the last minute to do something, if they're going to do anything at all, it's really sad. And um, it's sad that the Republicans will not – and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are responding to that because the Republican Party, they don't care anything about women. And as I have just got through stating, I don't see how any woman could be a Republican. I don't see how any woman could – vote Republican. But they do. (laughs) They do. I mean, the Republicans are are all about destroying everything. Everything that you've accomplished, everything that was uh, democratically uh, enacted, they want to destroy it all. And yet these people, these fools, go out there and vote for these people. Republicans want to get rid of Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, rental assistance, and the very people who rely on these programs, care. they take their asses to the polls, and they vote for Republicans. What the fuck? Excuse me for my bad language, folks, but sometimes it's warranted. It is warranted. You know, um, Republicans care nothing about infrastructure, health care, women's rights, uh, bridges, uh, you name it. They care nothing for it. They're not even uh, funding uh, America's future. Our future. They're not funding it. They're not funding the... um, uh, right to secure election for the midterms. They're not giving any money for that. And you know why? I know why. Because most, li- mostly uh, liberals will be voting and voting their asses out. So what they're saying to themselves, why, or, or to each other, why would we want to vote on funding for the midterm elections when there is going to be a blue wave? They're going to wipe our asses out. This is why they're not uh, funding uh uh to keep our elections safe for the midterms, this is the reason people won't say it, but uh we know that's why, and because of that, a lot of people have been asking their local governments uh for paper ballots, but somehow, I do think that state and local governments do have measures. In place, they have to have these measures in place to protect our elections because Congress and the president will not. So they they have to have measures, and they do have measures. Uh, they better have measures uh, to protect uh, our elections because if if the Republicans end up winning the midterms. They will have won because they cheated. That's the only way these folks are going to win unless they're They're cheating. Remember Donald Trump won the 2016 election because of Russia. He won the uh, 2016 election because of gerrymandering. He won, and gerrymandering is nothing but another form of cheating, changing the district map. That's another form of cheating, and Donald Trump uh, won the 2016 election because of the Electoral College, which a lot of people are, are, especially on the liberal side, want to get rid of. Of course, if it would have worked for the liberals, they they they'd be all for the uh, Electoral College, it, <laughs> and the Republicans would be trying to get rid of it. But you know what? I'm so glad that. Uh, people have found out and have realized what the Republicans are all about. So vote out Republicans, not only at the federal level, but at the state level also. Vote them out. They don't need to be back in office ever. Vote them out. However, there are a few people out here that's going to vote for the Republicans, going to vote for Donald Trump, And some of these people are just old, nasty, and crazy, and vile, if you've seen some photographs of them, or if you've seen them in person. I have. Uh, Ridiculous. Uh, uh, But remember, folks, uh, the Trump administration, they are getting rid of education. I guess they feel that the Trump supporters are dumb, stupid, and crazy. Then why are they wasting money on education? For other people, you know, I mean, it's just their thinking is just flawed. But still, they'll go out and vote for Donald Trump. They'll vote for this kind of stuff. And it's crazy. And I do think that there's more sane people in the world than there are crazy people in the world. And I do think that that the uh, sane people would probably vote blue. The crazy people would vote red. And that that brings me to a thought. I thought I saw something on the Internet where Trump was saying a red wave. (laughs) A red wave? Give me a break. He was talking about a red wave. Well, anyway, folks, this this is the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off the air. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for tuning, for podcasting the show later and listening to the show later and enjoying the show. Don't forget to drop me a line about the show. What do you think? Can we improve it? Uh, uh, Do you like the way it is or, or, uh, you know? Uh, And I want everybody to have a great evening. It's still beautiful in the city of Chicago. I have this great big window in front of me, folks. And it is so gorgeous. Get out there and enjoy it. I know I am. (laughs) Because I know that winter is right around the corner and we're going to be freezing our asses off once it gets here. So get out there and enjoy the weather. Enjoy, excuse me, I can't even talk. Uh, Enjoy the weather. Uh, Forget about what's going on in the world. Think positive. Uh, Never feel as though you're helpless. You're not helpless. You have a voice. Use it. That's what it's there for, (laughs) to be used. Uh, uh, You you guys have a great, great uh, evening. At any point that you're listening to the show, as I've said a million times on the show, have a great evening. Have a great uh, day, morning, whichever how you find yourself listening to the show just have a good one folks and make sure you join me tomorrow and we're gonna have a good one bye-bye everybody take care be safe out there now it yeah be safe
5: Heaven help the girl who watch the streets alone Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall Heaven help the stars Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day i